Hey guys, it's Nolan and Jason again here with HVAC Webmasters. Howdy. Here's the topic for the day. Uh, HVAC Business Model 101-Be a Tech or Be the Boss. Right. Be a Tech or Be a Boss. Sounds better, right? Yes. There you go. <laughs> I never can tell how to entitle these. We, we talk about it right beforehand. but uh, He literally comes in and says, let's do a podcast. Something like this. Think of a better title. Be a tech or be a boss it sounds good, but we got to have the word HVAC in it. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't optimize on YouTube. Right. So there you go, guys. Uh, HVAC Business Model 101. Let, let's talk about um, this concept. And I guess... Um, be a tech or be the boss. I, some other concepts for this were like, be a um, be a contractor or be a company. Right. Um, you know, build a brand, uh, buy buy a lead or build a brand. And and I guess um, we just had a guy like that we talked to, and we'll tell a story. We're we're advised not to tell all these stories, but this this is we didn't do. This is actually a story of a success story gone wrong. Basically, right. right? Yeah. So, um, and we see this literally like too much, and we certainly don't deserve it. In fact, we get a call like this, and it's astonishing to me, like astonishing about a person's perception towards how their business is supposed to be run. So we pick up a client that um, I think is an HVAC client, right? I, I'm pretty sure it's HVAC. It could be a plumber. But so we had a client call in and said, hey, Y'all were so successful. You did such a good job in a pretty short period of time. We haven't had this client more than a year, right? Right. So six months in. Is this one we, I, I talked to yesterday? Yeah, just yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Guy calls up and says, hey, I picked up a four-month commercial gig. It's going to pay me huge money. I want to cancel my I want to turn everything off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. What? I, I want to cancel my marketing. Um, things went so well. Y'all produced such a good corporate image, branded me so well. And I got out to the public and somebody found me digitally and gave me a huge commercial job for four months. And on the surface, if you don't think about it too much, it makes sense because you're thinking, oh, well, I've got four months worth of work. I don't need to pay for marketing for that four months because it's just going to go to waste. So at a certain level, I get why someone thinks that or why why that thought enters their head. Right. But no. The issue is people look at what we're doing the same way they would look at a expensive ad campaign on television. Yeah. If you were running an expensive ad campaign, billboards, television, something like that, and you got a four-month-long commercial gig, yeah, turn off the TV ad. But we don't cost anywhere near that. But yeah, we don't cost that much. Yeah. And SEO is not a on and off type of thing it's on or you're done correct it's always on or you're out of business or you're out of business and that so so the this podcast is really about that's just a little story real quick but it's about the perception of how you build your company and what your place within that is are you going to actually have a brand in a company or are you literally going to be a technician your whole life i i, I break it down from like uh, there's a there's a contractor and a subcontractor. There might be a general contractor. And then there's somebody that runs a company. Then there's an entrepreneur. There's an entrepreneur that may know that stuff. If somebody's a, a contractor 
and they learn enough skill sets to run another contractor, they're really just a specific category general contractor right. for the category. And that can be okay and make some people money. The and, and I'm gonna we did one of these for um, plumbing category too. Right. You know, and I and I wanna I wanna I concluded with something that I'll start with here. If you don't figure this out, you're not gonna make as much money or have as good of a life. Yeah. And and one thing I thought yeah, about yeah, period. There, there's <laughs> period. I mean, yeah. you can have you can make some money, you can have a decent life. Right. But you are you're constraining you're putting a ceiling on your success. A I pretty follow, low one. I follow an Instagram channel and I don't even think this guy posts. I think his name is Jordan Peterson or something like that, but he's a brilliant uh, motivational speaker, trainer of just life, you know. Um, but yeah, it you're going to work anyway. You're going to work a 30-hour week, a 40-hour week, an 80-hour week, wherever you can physically do energy level wise at that point in your life, that's what you're probably going to do anyway. And it won't matter if you run a company or if you turn a wrench, you're going to work that length of time anyway. Right. And when you get older and you haven't made enough money to not work that much, that's when it'll hit you. So that that's what I didn't say in the other podcasts for plumbers. It's the same concept of it, but it's like if, if they don't run their own company, they are going to pay the price eventually, even if they have a good life up until that point. I had a guy come out um, to Rotor Root, a, um, oh, a clog we were having trouble with on through our three-inch cast iron pipes in my house. And I had had someone else come out with a smaller rooter. He came out with a really large one, and I, sorry, but I don't know the difference in the name of the two. I have no one idea. of them was like a little <laughs> snake, and the other one's like this huge thing. And yeah kind of almost scary to have it done because it could damage the pipes and stuff. But this old guy came out that was in excellent shape. He was in fantastic shape. And I was like, man, you know, plumbing work seems to have kept you young. He said, well, I keep a job as a, I, I think he was a maintenance guy, like a somewhere, like a school or something. And then he still did plumbing too, but he was a plumber that had to get a job and he was 60 something years old. And I said, well, you're in great shape. He'd carry, he lugged this thing out of the back of his truck. He said, well, I've had three heart attacks in the last three years. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, really? He said, yeah, it's rough work, but I got yeah, to keep going. And um, this was, I never told you the story. This was like, no, I've heard this. It's like three years ago okay. uh, that this happened. And uh, this guy came out. And that guy actually fixed my clog. I don't, And I've never had another problem with it to speak of since then. I had a little rooter come out, and I finally had this guy come out. But I never forgot this guy. And I, I often wonder, is he still alive? Is he still working you know um and he was in good shape but probably not the best lifestyle like you know what i'm saying like well yeah i mean if he's having to hold down a job plus be a plumber right right three heart attacks in three years (laughs) yeah and and there's no i'm not i want to always say when i'm making these i'm not i'm a hard-working guy i actually want to do a podcast about expenses i really just want to do one on expenses um, and what it takes to have a successful business because I still, what people would consider turn a wrench, but I don't, but I delegate stuff out and we have a business that's a real brand, right? You know, right. it's, it's a company, but the expenses are low. So that's another thing that's like within these conversations is like, I'm not 
bobblehead telling people to go get a manager and get a salesman. Get a personal assistant. Get a personal, yeah, get a personal assistant is mandatory. Yeah, and and uh, Nolan went to a kind of management seminar thing once. You came with me. Yeah, that's right. I went to one of the sessions too. And one of the big things was you must have a personal assistant to free up your time. And it was (laughs) this stepping back multiple steps from the business to the point where you're no longer involved enough to know what's going on, I think. Well, that's a common misconception in my point. So when I talk to people about that, I think that can happen naturally. Like we're talking about getting into, you know, software business and and that business might have a different business structure, but you can't name a successful business for the most part that's in a growth mode that we all know of from Tesla to Amazon where the owner's not involved, you know? And so the owner isn't never not involved. I think people, people make these mistakes so badly in business. So the business model certainly isn't to be the contractor. Like we help contractors move from being a contractor to a company. Yeah. That is, and we help people that are already companies do a better job at marketing. So we help people in both sides. We're not sitting here saying that we won't take a contractor. We work with contractors or technicians that want to become a company. And we work with people that are already companies. And and I, I want to make this distinction too, because it came up in the other one. You can have two people and be a company or you can have 10 people and be a contractor. Right. So it's it's a mental thing it, more, it's, more than anything. It's a mental thing and it's the way you're running your business. Right. So if somebody's focused on the marketing aspect of building a brand digitally and attempting to have some infrastructure and run it wisely, they're a company. Right. Not because the state said you were a company, but because... Yeah, not because you have a piece of paper saying you yeah. have INC or LLC after your name. Right. Yeah. Because contractors call us all the time to become a company and they're not a company. And then they call and make calls like that, that we have and push themselves back into being a contractor. Right. Cause of what, yeah. what's going to happen with this guy, if he cancels, we hopefully we talked right full sense into him. What'll happen is he'll cancel his web presence. He'll lose everything online, all organic optimization, all signs of credibility. Google will start over and say, you've broken all links and 404 errors. You don't exist anymore. You may have gone out of business. At very least, we have no idea because you you, you deliberately annihilated your web presence. Or deliberately just stopped all signaling. <clears throat> yeah. At very least, you're a very poor company to show somebody online. Right. So he'll lose all organic rankings, all map rankings. And then he will um, start up again as a fresh, brand new company. Yeah. And really, he's not a company. He's a contractor flailing about trying to figure it out. Yeah, and which I mean, is okay. But, and and this yeah. is not the first time we've seen this kind of thing no. happen. No. And in in this particular case, if this guy's situation, if he if he was to shut everything off, his best case scenario, let's say he go does that te- that four month contract, makes a lot of money, does well, nothing goes wrong that he's that's not self inflicted. Like you say, at the end of it, he's starting from scratch. That's his right. best case scenario. Right. We've seen this exact scenario where someone came to us and said, oh, I got a six-month contract. I don't need this right now. We're like begging them, please do not do this to yourself. It hasn't happened This that isn't often. even, yeah, it's, it's not on, common. On it's that amount, before. but it happens in other, we see people make other decisions around this topic. And it took me, frankly, years to be able to put this into a podcast format and say, are you a contractor? Or are you coming? When people call here, we don't say this to them. 
But this is right. This is this would be insulting to say to somebody directly. Call me back when you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good information for those who are seeking it out in a podcast format. Right. Because right. you can retrospectively think, what am I doing to myself? Am I treating myself like a company or a contractor? Have I done these things? This guy's treating his web presence, which Google takes seriously from trust and tenure and time, and he's treating it like a lead source. Right. Not that where he's pawning his dollars to someone who he's buying a lead for that's being shared with people. Not a, not a stable brand that builds and deserves to show up in ranking to get the sweetest deals, like a four-month high-paying uh, gig on a commercial. Yeah. For HVAC, that there's no telling what he's doing, you know. But he's getting paid a fortune. And his first thought is to relieve himself of this minor uh, charge monthly that got him the job in the first place. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. Yeah. It's, it's and, by, and by the way, the the point I was making is yeah. that commercial job. The, the the reason I said the thing about the best case scenario mm-hmm. is there's the other side of that 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 commercial job goes two months and the developer runs out of money or gets sued or suspends the whole thing or by, you know, ends up not having the right permits. And then the whole thing gets put on ice for eight months. Jason's not talking about hypotheticals. These are actually, this actually happened to one of our clients. They they turned everything off again. We tried, we begged them not to. And then two months later we got a call. Well, I got to start everything back up. And he told me, he goes, they, they ran out of money and didn't finish the the development. It's just sitting there. It's like it was some office building that was, I think to this day, sitting there half built. Mm. And he started everything back up, but he, he had a rough go for a while because he had annihilated himself online. He had waited just, it had gone just long enough that he was in trouble. Mm. And it, it took a while to build everything back up. I'm sure he didn't tell us, but you can imagine the amount of... Um bills that he was due from this company that he had worked and they hadn't paid. Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he had some stuff that never got paid. Another problem with, so if most of our clients did this, we'd be out of business. Yeah. But what's interesting about talking about this sort of stuff, we have hundreds of clients, but if people weren't so backwards and they're thinking about how they run their business and how they're going to do things, we'd have tens of thousands of clients. Yeah. We, we, would, I mean, we would have tens of thousands of clients or at least yeah. thousands and thousands instead of hundreds because of people's inability to get these concepts right. So people don't internalize stuff going on out there properly, don't understand the nature of the web or their business, and they end up buying leads forever and going up and down as a contractor, feeling good temporarily from time to time from burst of uh, testosterone or adrenaline rushes or from, serotonin from one big gig yeah. or right you know serotonin rushes or whatever it is and like i'm great and and you're having a good time the problem is as you continue to go it it doesn't improve and you don't run a business model that actually pays a higher amount of profit to you nor can you sustain that when you're 40s 50s 60s you know as you yeah. continue to go um i i we picked up a client um, just recently that has a, I don't remember where he's located, but he had four trucks on the road. And actually, I'm sorry, I'm talking to this guy. And um, okay, yeah, you I'm talking to this guy. He's got this old school website that has 450 pages. 
run by somebody we know, and it's a very poorly done effort. Yeah. That's actually causing his blog entries not to even be cached. Yeah. So um, a surprisingly poor effort because we know of the company that does it, and yeah. we were surprised they were putting in it's that bad, bad of a show. It's bad, shallow yeah. content, just crap blogs. But he's um, he's a company. He's yeah. only got four trucks on the road and himself, but he is a company. He senses something wrong. He watched one of our podcasts and he's calling me because I. I'm a, I, you can say whatever boastful things you'd like to say about yourself after this, but <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm the only guy that owns a business in this space who's knowledgeable and sincere and straight talking. I am the only one so uh, that has those attributes all together, right, that runs the business. So um, this guy's with someone who's got a big company that is known, but he's not sincere or straightforward. Yeah. Apparently. Well, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, man. Not naming names. We're not naming names, but it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. We, we, we looked at this. We were actually surprised at the, 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 the term ass clown has always come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have actually used that term for this particular person for a long time. Ass clown. Yeah, yeah. it's an office space term yeah. <laughs> from that really funny redneck guy. <laughs> I forget. You know what I'm talking about. Know. Uh, no, no, nobody knows that guy, but he was hilarious. He's the guy that said, um, I believe you get your ass kicked for saying I got a case of the Mondays or, or what is something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. that was, that's an old movie reference, uh, yeah. Office Space, by the way. But um, anyway, so so what, why I, I'm enjoying these. So, so the ability for, you know, someone had said that the other day. They said, I called you because of these characteristics. And I said, I appreciate that. And I've worked hard to become to, or not to become, but to be that person. I said, I appreciate that, and I've worked hard to be that person. Yeah. And and um, and I left it at that. But I find these podcasts interesting because it interlaces. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. You're very observant. <laughs> well, I didn't embellish beyond that. I could have. I wasn't anymore. I did accept the compliment. I said, I didn't say, no, no, no. You, know, you forgot intelligent and successful. Mm. <laughs> anyway but yeah so but the all this time doing this been over 10 years i i really want to come on and tell business owners certain things you know like please think about what you're doing online the branding itself like when you have professional people like us work on a brand it gets translated digitally and that becomes your company online as seen by google mainly right you have the ability to show up for the vast majority 70 plus percent of the searches for home services or non-paid items so your map your reviews your reputation your organic keywords and if that signaling's done well enough it's a treasure trove of calls and exposure that you don't have to pay for every click and it is the best place by far hands down to get a lead the leads are not as contested they're not doled out to five people the people that come to your brand have already digested the information like you upon the phone call are less likely to shop. Right. And so the basis... It's, it's a hotter lead and a cheaper lead. 
everything's better about it, which is why I'm talking about this in the first place. It's vital if someone understands that. It, it's not the only place that you're going to take care of your brand. You're going to branch out. You might buy a lead. You might pay for a click. You might um, put up an ad in your uh, kid's you know, s- school newspaper or uh, church bulletin. Or what, whatever. whatever. You might do some other stuff and you might be on the Better Business Bureau, but this organic disbursement of content that gets spidered and is called what you know as SEO or search engine optimization, the portion that we bring to the table, that is the least expensive best return on marketing dollar and vital to your ability to earn enough money per lead or exposure phone call that you actually are able to earn a profit and and run some other trucks in the field besides yourself. And it, it, another point to make is it's not merely the best return on investment. It's the largest chunk it of is. your leads when done properly. That's a good point. We see this, if I go into one of our client websites and I'm looking at analytics and I'm looking at traffic, and, it, and let's say it's a client that does some paid, mm-hmm. even with paid organic is generally at least 75%. I had a client call the other day. He actually was doing paid, but he was having another company doing do his paid advertising for I don't even know why, but he did. And he said, "Well, these guys sent me this report that indicated that half of our traffic was paid traffic." And I'm like, "Well, let's take a look." And, and he was like, "But I'm, I'm not real happy. I'm charged. I'm getting charged a lot of money." And yada yada yada. And I said, "Okay, let's take a look." And I look, and I'm like, "Well, I'm like, I gotta tell you, Bob, um, not his real name." I'm looking at Google Analytics here, and I will send you this um, chart. But analytics breaks down paid versus organic, and organic is 85% of your traffic. Right. And he was like, what? I mean, he was was angry at that point. And it's like because of the effort we'd been making and the platform we provided him, of you know, most of his traffic, most of his leads were coming from organic. That doesn't mean you shouldn't use paid to increase that. Right. But to actually get, if provided your SEO is done well, which is if we're doing it, it is. Um, but for half of your traffic to be paid, you're going to pay so much in pay per click fees. Right. I mean, your budget's got to be, you know, ten fifteen thousand a month. To hit that kind of to thing. match what organic yeah to, to match the same traffic yeah. that we're producing for a fraction of that. yeah it, they're gonna pay six thousand and up to do yeah. that no. the, the, no. the organic traffic um, is easily five hundred percent three it's minimum three hundred percent better if it shows up at all yeah but it could be a thousand percent better and that's not an exaggeration or a gross exaggeration at all. We have plenty of clients that do that because they, it costs so much per click. And right. if they're, if they're showing up for hundreds of keywords, um, thousands in some cases, depending on what goes on. I want to state too, like within the story that Jason told, um, one of the reasons that we're a breath of fresh air is because I, 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 I mean, there are thousands of companies that claim to do digital marketing, Right. And they are such snakes and liars and thieves and cheats. Um, you can't listen to a report just because the people that were working for those guys were falsifying the information. Yeah. To make them spending it or falsifying. They might have been showing him one particular keyword 
You had like half the traffic on a particular keyword. Because he was paying for just that keyword. And of course, his organic was covering a much broader range. So that they're going to spin it. Isn't narrative spinning a lie? Haven't we all learned that with recent... <laughs> recent it depends on how they labeled it. Yeah. If, they, if they sent them and said half of all your traffic, then they're lying. Yeah. But they say half, half of your primary keyword traffic or something like that, then they're technically telling the truth, but it is misleading. Well, so so it's it's frustrating for these guys out here because yeah, and he was very frustrated. They've been taken advantage of. They paid good money and been taken advantage of. They paid bad money and didn't know it went enough. They paid good money and got screwed anyway. They meaning enough money to have a good job done. A lot right, of times, people. Right. Pay, I mean, that guy they called the other day with four trucks. He's a company senses something wrong has this large ineffective site that. Um, Somebody that works here says, uh, that works with us says um, that it reminded him of Martin from 2007. Yeah. And so, I don't know, you, you didn't say that. It was, it was, it was uh, uh, John. It was John, yeah. 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 Anyway, but I'm pretty sure that's the year he said. But, um, yeah, you, you told that day, you told me that he said it looked like this. It was, they'd been with them for seven years. So they started up in 2015 and arguably it, it was, was already out of, it was already out started. of date then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we were already looking at stuff like that thinking, mm, maybe we shouldn't do a hundred blogs a year, yeah. you know, for a contractor. By, by, by 2015, we had already pulled back to only one blog a month on that. Yeah. yeah. And since then we've eliminated it entirely. This is a whole different little effective. subset of conversation oh, we're having, but, but just people need to people need to know that we we've replaced we do fresh relevant content at, you know that a technician has like with pens or geo coordinates or reviews and reputation, and we have like software that we have proprietary called Data Pens that we spent literally over a million bucks on in a different company as a as an extremely high end replacement to blogging which is old crap content right literally just old crap content blogs are just i'm not saying entirely irrelevant but for a contractor they're kind of irrelevant you've, you've yeah. got you, you've got a mid-sized city you've got in a mid-sized city how many roofer or excuse me how many hvac guys do you think there would be i don't know Ballpark to, to the, what, define mid-sized city, quarter million people. Yeah, something like easily a hundred. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a hundred HVAC guys. Yeah, let's say all of them have a website, and they're all getting a company like that doing a bunch of blogs. They have exhausted the subject matter yeah. in a year. Well, um, the content and, alone is general and yeah, something that no one would ever want to. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's kind of the point is that yeah. they're just regurgitating the same garbage. It was never particularly relevant. No, people, but if it was the only version of that article online on that subject, it might show for that. But when it gets regurgitated and respun and everything over and over and over again, and we're just talking one market here, we're not even looking at it nationally then Google's just going to look at it and say, yeah, I have I have a, a digital dumpster as big as the Pacific Ocean with articles like that, and I'm not showing that. It's worthless. It'll it'll harm the website. Yeah, it, it'll actually pull down yeah. your whatever. If there are any, is any good content you on the website, it'll weigh it down. You still need... You still need quality content. Content yeah. is the reason a keyword shows up. But people wrote blogs because they thought Google wanted more to get keywords to show up. They didn't write blogs because it was good content. 
Right. And so this particular site has about 60 pages of good content. Yeah. You still have like a 30, 40, 50 page website about your services and some of the city pages, but yeah. you cannot just throw in crap content hoping to get more keywords because it'll get a penalty or, or just as bad, it won't even show up in ranking. You know, so yeah. it, I, I still get calls to this day where people will be like, can we do some more blogging? And I'm like, um, why would we do that? You know, I, I'm just very direct with them. Why, yeah, would why we do, do you think you I'm want like, Well, blogging? and I'm like, okay, I want you to step back and think about Google's point of view on this. Why right. would you show that article? Right. What would that be good for? Do they want to pay the 0. 0.00001 of a cent to store it on a server? Yeah. Times trillions and trillions. Exactly. No, they don't want to waste their money on it. So right. the, therefore, it's going to at best show up and not optimize. Yeah. Worser would be it doesn't even cache, and worser would be they get angry and penalize you for it. Right. You know, yeah, so. Your best case scenario is that they ignore it, which means you've spent money to have it written to no purpose. Yeah. So so. Most of the time, I want to say this about this so because it gets confusing listening to this stuff. Our clients don't have to do a ton in the world of what we're talking about. We provide a little bit of software. When a business owner attempts to be a company and do a good job, um, they tend to do better than people that don't try at all. Right. So people will get screwed around by marketing companies, unfortunately, unless uh, they've got one of the few ones that are great, like HVAC Webmasters. Um but you're not guaranteed not to have a problem trying to figure out how to run your business. Right. So, or how to, how to have the perfect marketing company. So it's okay that you have problems as long as you proceed forward. This guy was still a company, had a site that needs to be fixed badly, but still a company and still doing okay, but knows inherently that he wasn't doing as well as he should. Yeah. And sought He feels like something's wrong. He may or may not be ready to fix it yet. Yeah, he's yeah. a great, he's a very cool guy. Very cool guy, loyal to a fault and with what he's done, but at least looking, he feels like something's wrong. And th this is a normal course of action. This is not dumb. This is a smart thing to do. We just right. had this happen with us and the company where we felt like something needed to be changed and it took us a while to figure it out and we're in the midst of changing it. Right. You know? So right. same thing happens to us. So again, not trying to say that this doesn't happen. Let me see if I... So the concept here is to build a brand to have a company instead of being stuck in the rut of being an up and down contractor. Right. Uh, so that you can earn more money and have infrastructure and have a better net profit and, um, and have a business that ages well, that's sellable, that you can keep forever if you want. Um, Pass on to your kids if they want to do that. Yeah, just something Which that, doesn't happen as much as it used to, but... Is there no infrastructure? If there's no... Uh, you know, you won't make money. Nobody want to buy it. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and you want to really businesses like that that get sold anyway. They're back in business immediately because they didn't have enough money from the sale of the company. They they're back in it. Yeah. We have that happen to. Yeah. Um, I actually had that happen with a successful HVAC contractor. Very successful. Mm -hmm. Randomly, a couple. He he was with us for three years, I think. Maybe a little more. And then around. suddenly. Well, I'm selling this business, and it turns out he was selling his business to one of our other clients. So we kept the account. Yeah. Just and, and, well, and it's going strong, by the well, way. Well, he became a client, and yeah. then he got another site. With oh, us. okay, that's right. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
So we kept the account, but the guy who sold his business then immediately started up another HVAC company. A county over. Yeah, one county over. And I literally, and he was struggling with (laughs) permits and all the stuff you got to do because he was in a very uh, um, regulation-heavy state. And I was like, Bob, not his real name, why did you sell your other company that you'd had for 30 years and was successful? Yeah. I goes, well, I wanted to start this company. I'm like, I don't understand what you just said to me. <laughs> so I, I'm going to explain this because it goes right into this. So somebody, yeah. so so this guy did not, I mean, in his defense, I don't know that I would have the foresight to, to check with every business professional if if you're going to sell your business, but you probably should, right? So, so but he, he didn't call us. Right. He didn't say anything. And he sold this business. When he came to us, he was... Hurting badly and struggling, by the way. I'll tell this story because it, yeah. it goes right into what we're talking about. Um, he's an HVAC guy in a very seasonal environment. And when the when the party's on, they make good money, and then it's over for a little bit. I mean, he's in a state that sometimes has some rough weather, but also can have some very mild weather. Very where, nice weather. Yeah, yeah where, where neither side of HVAC, neither heating nor cooling, is especially needed. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. So, so he called, and he was doing poorly. He said, I'm tired of web people I'm tired of this stuff I'm just not doing well he came with us and within a year it was just on fire right and he just got literally I think I remember one weekend that guy got 300 phone calls in a heat wave in yeah. one weekend yeah. he he had signed up with us and we had positioned him built his brand yeah got everything optimized so that when the heat wave hit he was in the right place and crazy. he got the business it was crazy right so he took that year as a year on financials and sold the business a, a couple of years later. Yeah. After he had the tax return, and then he waited one more year. Anyway, so that's what happened with. But he was fabulously successful with it, and it was because of multiple things. It was because he built a brand. He called us, and we took it from what was basically a contractor, mm-hmm. but it had an old web presence. He had never really pulled it all together. This is part of the problem too, where he dips back out, doesn't even realize what he's doing. Right. So he he took it. And he built a brand that got recognized by Google through tenure and trust that was already inherently somewhat there. We applied new design code content, stuff like, you know, just all kinds of stuff to it, SEO tools and things, and worked on it. And the brand gets digitally recognized and shows up in pack three mapping for tons of stuff and hundreds and hundreds of keywords. Right. Phone rings off the hook, the brand becomes more popular, he was ecstatic, as I recall. Yeah. He called us gushing. Yeah. Right. And then, without notice, I sold my business. Then, and it gets better, so we're like, oh, wow, that's that's okay, okay, fine. And, you know, if yeah. he had sold it for a retirement amount of money, okay, right. fine, I get it. He was an older gentleman. He put a little um, bit of money in his pocket. But he didn't. He sold it with the express purpose of just starting another business in the same industry, which is why I did not understand what he was saying. I, I don't know what he got, but maybe let's just say he got a million bucks. Yeah. But after taxes and everything. You know, I don't even think he got that much. So he, he didn't talk like a guy who got a million bucks yeah. when he discussed it. A million bucks and so much. I mean, I think he did this back in like 2018 or something. Yeah. And so, so he comes to us and does... Outside of his uh, non-compete, does one a county over. And then he said, I'm going to set this up, I'm going to set this up, I'm going to set this up, I'm going to set it up. You do your job. Do it again. 
And I remember, I mean, we almost didn't take the job because the yeah. premise was so poor. Yeah, it's like uh, this it, the this is this is an apple and this is the seed of an orange tree. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we're not starting from the same point. What happened was we had a brand new uh, company and brand new website and, and we take these and they're successful too but what he wanted was instantaneous the brand right that was recognized by Google that had been worked on over time and before anybody gets too freaked out about it we have new client startups that are successful and people are happy within three four five six months in um, but this guy wanted superstardom from the old established brand and that takes longer yeah. and and I had to and I was like and we had to we had a couple of come to Jesus moments where we're like hey we need to stop here and talk about this you sold this and ultimately this guy didn't wait or even try I mean he I don't think it was more than six seven months and he was freaking out because the phone didn't ring 300 times in one weekend yeah and it's like hey man uh, we told you beforehand that you can't just go, you know, building a brand takes time, digital signaling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but when we say building a brand, we're not talking about designing a logo yeah. and registering your business name Correct. and getting a trademark. Right. Um, we're talking about Google recognizing your brand as an entity right. that it corresponds in the search algorithm with the other entities of your industry. I right. entities like air conditioning, heating, and whatnot. That guy would have been branded and in great shape, but he stopped, and they took a job. Um, he, he took a job for somebody, as you recall. Yeah. yeah. So he would have been able to uh, build that brand and do it, but he didn't understand the concept of it. So he went from a contractor when he came to us, made it into a company, sold the company. The guy who bought it runs it as a company. Yep. And he started another brand, knowing that it would take a little bit of time, and it did take a little bit of time. But now that brand does well, yeah. and then he just bought another one. a third. <laughs> so, and, and he's with us with all three, and now he's working on a third company. And the guy that didn't realize that he went from contractor to company when he met up with us, sold the company, went back to a contractor in the same thought process, and it didn't translate into success the way right. he wanted it to. Yeah. But but, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, we start new companies all the time, just to be clear, and a ton of those guys are successful. Um, but the, the mindset of this has to be done. So I want to say a couple things, though. It's if you're the business owner, it's your responsibility uh, to work and think about your brand and your marketing. It's your responsibility to be consistent daily, uh, to be professional, to be willing to learn, uh, to set up procedures. Um, I always talk about the concept of, um, I want to talk about expenses and cash flow in just a second, but the, um, the concept of, uh, the sale is the first thing that matters in the company. So right. the lead to the sale to the revenue. So you get a lead, you make us, you know, you get money and then you do stuff with money. And so people, People misunderstand this, in my opinion, because nothing really matters more than the lead. The first thing that anybody does is buy a truck, tools, and a software program to dispatch. And that's all fine. Maybe you need your truck and tools. The problem with the truck and tools is that they buy too much. Yeah. You know? So it, it, they it, buy a brand new truck. 
They get it wrapped. Yep. You buy a brand new <laughs> truck, you get it wrapped, and you start bumping your expenses up. That's why I want to talk about expenses in just a second. And they, but the first order of business is to keep expenses low and to get leads. And so the right. focus, in my opinion, and that's how I ended up doing this for a living, and is that the emphasis should be put upon um, the emphasis should be put upon getting the lead and building the brand so that you can get a flow of leads in and then that those leads build infrastructure resources and let you hire a few people. Right. I am not a fan of increasing um, expenses. So even though I turn a wrench here and there on different things, I don't do all of the aspects of the business, but I stay involved enough to be able to run a successful business. And if you remove yourself too much, there's a couple of things that happen. One, um, the business expenses go up and erode your profit margin. That right. that's that's the worst thing that happens immediately. Yeah, with everything you divest from yourself, your expenses go up. Now, some of that you have to do because one person can't do everything. Correct. But you need to pick and choose the things you do that with. Yeah, I, if I was uh, so in this business, I stay involved in sales and infrastructure, of course, ownership type management. Um, and I, and I toy around with the processes or the, the, you know, the technical part of it, but I don't, I don't get stuck in the weeds of, um, you know, how to write program code or something. There's right. just only right. so much stuff I can do. Now, if I was a programmer to start with, or I knew some, I would, uh, but I, but I'm not, I don't. So, but if I was a contractor in HVAC, I might still go turn a wrench from time to time for a couple of reasons to show face to other people, to keep my skill sets up and to be able to have proper respect for the people helping me do that and proper ability to, um, to manage, meaning if somebody to understand what they're dealing with out in the field on the daily. Yeah. So somebody, and not just so that I can have empathy, but also so I can come down hard on somebody. So it's like, don't, don't tell me that shit. I've just gone out and I just replayed to Linux system. I know how much time it takes. I know what. Yeah, don't doing. tell me it takes twenty four hours. Yeah, don't moment. bullshit. I did, I did it in five or yeah. something. So like I would, that. I would still turn a wrench from time to time. I would know my. Uh, I would definitely deal with my call center and my dispatch. I would be on top of the, that person, those people, like right, like stink on. You know, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd be on their ass and I'd listen to a phone call every once in a while. Um, so that's a critical point when the lead is gotten and it comes in through the email or it comes in through a phone call or it comes in through a schedule. If you're not watching that stuff, you will get screwed around by yeah. somebody. And we have seen examples. Oh, it, it's, it's a bloodbath um, on that portion of it. So they come out there. And then the second thing is, is the tech dropping my, dropping my lead once they get to the door. Right. So the tech needs to be incentivized or neg negatively incentivized to not lose a lead and or be watched like a hawk. And then when the tech does the job, the quality control, like I, so I, I have to watch those things if I'm an HVAC company. And if I don't watch those, so the first order of business though, with all this crud going on is the damn lead and the branded presence digitally and everything set up. Right. And then it moves to watching the phone call, the email and making sure it doesn't get, you know, so the, the ball doesn't get dropped, baton dropped, the, the job botch. There, there's, there. there's no barriers to that lead coming into the business right. that, 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 that are like happening within the business. Right. Yeah. Secondly, does a tech screw it up and do they screw with me too much or are they good? If they're good, 
be nice to them. But when they, they come and look at you, whether you're 25 or 65, they're like, there's that bastard Nolan. I can't get one by him. Like, no, you damn well can't. You know, and so that's that's why you go out every once in a blue moon. I don't care if it's once every you know six months, and you do a job. Yeah. If you, if you forget how to do what you do for a living, uh, it's really hard to manage other people doing. It's it. Hard yeah. to manage them, and bad things can happen. Yeah. Because then you're starting to let stuff go, and you're getting loose on things, and someone else is managing it poorly. So you don't have to be a complete jerk about it, but you have to be able to step into the middle of something, and so. And, and if you maintain yourself in that sort of capacity while having the proper mindset that I'm a company and I keep my expenses low, like I'm not, I'm not going to get a big head about it and start to, you can't, if you just leave, if things aren't going to go well, um, or just have entirely have other people manage it, which I've had happen. I, I've, I've had that up and down my whole life, frankly. There's nobody wants to work all the time. There's yeah. just a fight or flight. I mean, I think there's the good things with work. I was at Jordan Peterson again. He was just saying something. I was listening to him in a meeting saying that everybody needs a schedule. So it's like, you don't want a schedule, but you need one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't want to get up here and do stuff, but I like to do it. I want to do it. I know I need to. So, yeah. So you've got to keep that mentality, stay involved in the business, and then manage those aspects of it. And if you'll keep the expenses low while doing this, it'll kick out a profit, and you'll have enough money to invest it. And to get beyond just paying the bills or having a little bit of extra money for a little nicer home or a little nicer pickup truck, which right. would be nice, but ultimately that isn't going to help the ultimate lifestyle. The ultimate lifestyle falls apart if you're just a contractor going from a lead to a lead, you know. Yeah. Which is it, it's 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 disappointing. I wish that I wish that we could prescribe them something. It's like hey. <laughs> I understand you got a four month gig that's going to pay you six figures. Yeah. You're required to watch this podcast that no one just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, focus, guys. Understand this stuff. Your potential, your dreams and goals as an entrepreneur. Um, I, I made a, I wrote down real profit comes after mastery, control and expenses from your cash flow. And investment and understanding. And if you'll do these things, you'll have a successful business. If you don't do these things, you're going to work the same amount of time anyway and go through the same stuff and you're going to age and get more skilled and have less energy to go out there and turn that wrench. Yeah. And, and the payday will be smaller. The payday will be smaller. Just you may, bottom line. may have a good life, may <laughs> like that. I said on another one too, it's like it takes all types uh, I don't think anybody that listens to these podcasts want to be the contractor, though. You yeah, know, not forever. But I start. I, I think by seeking out a podcast to listen to this, you're sort of broadcasting your desire to move beyond. That. Yeah, I mean, I I mowed lawns, man, painted curves, and slowly. I mean, it just it is what it is, you know. It's like yeah. that's how I got started. I mean, if most HVAC company owners were a technician, there's no shame in any of that at all. But if you want to change, this is how you do it. And the more you understand this, the better you're going to set yourself up and the better off you'll be if you stick to it. I, I wish that I could, I wish that I could just, you know, osmosis this into people and just like understand this. So it's like some sort of uh, beaming into their brain. Beaming in their brain, Dragon Ball Z it and like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like, 
give it give it to them. They're like, whoa, they have a third eye pops up. They're like, I am the HVAC master. <laughs> I understand. Right. <laughs> Anyway, it's good stuff, and I and I these these are things that I I would have taken myself and shaken myself and said, man, this is how it's done. Because yeah. it, it takes such time and retrospective and skill sets to get to the point to where you can explain this script. So yeah, to where you understand it. Yeah. If nothing else from these, my um, you know, I guess uh, it illustrates our skill sets enough for people to want to be our clients. <laughs> It does. It's <laughs> undeniable. Yes. You hear this stuff and you're like, bring me to the promised land, Nolan and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I'm, I'm done. After that. I'll see you guys. Take it easy. Call us. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you.